all. Good morning all and Jai Sadhguru Dev. Welcome to yet another awaited session of the weekly Sunday satsang organized by North America Institute of Vihangam Yoga. My name is Neetu and I have joined this satsang from Edison, New Jersey. Before we begin this session, let us all bow down and offer our prayers to the holy feet of Lord Sadhguru Dev. Bar bar vandan sad guru dev hamare yahan sab thaav mahima aparam pa Sad Guru Pankaj Charan Raj Vandau Param Puni Jahi Kripa Bhav Dukh Mite Bhakti Mele Sat In the current times, our day-to-day -day life gets consumed in fulfilling our physical and mental requirements and social responsibilities. In this fast-paced routine, the requirements of the soul are often forgotten. So, I congratulate each one of you for taking time from your busy schedule to join this session to fulfill the requirements of the soul. It is with Sadhguru Dev's blessings that we are here today in this satsang to dive into the wisdom of Swarved and progress on the path of spirituality. So with this feeling of extreme gratitude, let us get started by welcoming Sadhguru Dev to bless this occasion by reciting the Swagat Gan. I request Jessica Ji to start this session with the Swagat Gan. Over to you, Jessica Ji. Jessica Rodeo, Swagat Gan. Aja Swagatsanitya Guru Vada Santa Shubhagama Aie Adhyatma Vidya Divya Jyoti Somura Sabara Saie Dosha Dura Guna Dura Karike Shura Hansa Banaye Bede Gama Gati Gyana Garajana Shakti Dwarva Hataye Kule Dwarva Shabda Saga Bakta Jana Anawaye 
Jana Sada Shana Anna Bachaye Ajaswagatani Guru Vada Santa Shubhagama Aye. Thank you, Jessica Ji. Our next prayer to His Holiness is the Mangal Gan. Let us immerse ourselves in his thoughts and pray to him to eradicate differences and ills among various classes, communities, and sections and have universal peace. Let this earth be a heavenly place with plentiful bliss, prosperity, and peace. I would again request Jessica Ji to sing this beautiful composition. Mangogan Vishwa Shanti Nama Mangala Paramakuru Kodiaye Farga Dwanva Shanti Dorakara Bava Beda Mitaye Sarva Buma Samasti Sata Yatmarajya banaye, Bisha basha bhava jagamaya, Kyana paradarasaye, Tumijri suka shanti daratana, Svagabhumi banaye, Ishwa shikshaka jana sadafala, Niti swarva apanaye, Vishwa shanti nama mangala, Paramaguru kodiaye, Sadaguru deva ki Thanks a lot, Jessica ji, for putting forward the soulful words of Swagat Gan and Mangal Gan across in such a melodious and soulful voice. Today's satsang session is a continuation of the recently introduced section called Swarved Wisdom, where we attempt to understand the meaning of Swarved Dohas that our speaker has selected for today. This will be an interactive session, so please ask questions and share your thoughts and understanding once the speaker has explained the Doha and its meaning. I would also like to request that we keep the discussion focused on the topic of today and also our discussion references on Swarved. And if there is any question that is not related to today's Doha topic, or it needs a more detailed discussion, we will take up that question in the following sessions. Our speaker for today is Lalmani Ji, a sincere disciple of Sadhguru Dev, very knowledgeable and humble, and is a constant source of inspiration to us through his seva. I would like to request Lalmani Ji 
to enlighten us. Over to you, Lalmani ji. Jai Sargudeva. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Nituji, for uh, giving me this uh, save opportunity. Before we dive deep on Swarved wisdom, I would like to offer my prayer to the holy feet of Lord Sudgudev. Bar Bar Vandana Karum Sadaguru Deva Hamar Yaha Vaha Sabatamame Mahima Param par sharana sharana mai sharana hu he guru bandi chhod mohi ubaro he guru यह सो बार Once again, Jaisadudev to everyone. So, as Nituji said that uh, we recently introduced this uh, Swarved wisdom on you know audience request. And the whole purpose of this Swarved wisdom is to motivate everyone to read Swarved by themselves and also to help support those individuals who cannot read Swarved because either they don't have a copy or they don't read that language in which Swarved is printed. So basically, uh, it's a very, I would say, initial phase. Uh, we started this. So definitely a lot of uh, hiccups I'm expecting, you know, um, in first few sessions. <clears throat> And uh, basically, this is again a you know a patient test for all of us to have patience and uh, you know participate in this Swarved wisdom. Um, definitely, we have noticed that uh, when we start uh, discussing about any Swarved Doha because of the depth of the knowledge that Swamiji has put into each of the Swarved Doha, a lot of questions comes to our mind. And uh, that is all valid, all acceptable, uh, because curiosity is something that 
we all of us should have it but i think respecting the time of our own and others and of satsang we should limit our questions related to the doha that we are talking about that we are discussing about and maybe i think uh, all of us should note down the question if anyone has a question that is not related to the topic they should note down the question make a copy of a kind of a, a note of it and when the related doha is being discussed then if you put that question then everybody can benefit from it so um i i would uh, definitely respect what uh, neetu ji has said that uh, we will try to keep our questions uh, you know uh, pertaining to the respective doha only because this knowledge is vast spirituality is something that we have not been you know uh, introduced to length and breadth and um, definitely our imagination goes all around so questions will come and uh, it's a good sign also you know having a question in your mind is definitely a good sign but we will see whether we are patient enough to control our emotions and uh, you know keep our questions for the right doha okay so that's what we learn actually in satsang basically it is again a purification process right so purification means purification from all angles it is not just the 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 knowledge the wisdom the bookish knowledge that we are here for but also at the same time it is our test um you know on our emotions how much uh, we control on our emotions um so definitely uh, we should all try to purify ourselves through all these satsang um so you know neetu ji i'll just uh, take over the control for the screen share uh, so that i can share my screen sure lalmani ji okay so before we start uh, you know again we would repeat this statement here that uh, you know this is a collective effort and of course everyone's participation is needed and uh, the whole purpose is because once you are involved in all these discussions then you are motivated to read swarved on your own also because <clears throat> you know when you start reading swarved on yourself then you will have a better understanding and the knowledge that you gain will stay with you for a longer duration also because you get time to think about it to ponder over it so uh, self study of swarved is also you know needed and uh, i would appreciate the you know um, reading just make a habit of reading it every day um at the same time because you know the depth of the knowledge that sadguru sadafal dev ji maharaj has put in each doha is tremendous and um, not necessarily that i can go to that level uh, there could be points where i might 
be misinterpreting the Doha also. So in all those cases, I would request all of you with folded hands to correct me um, so that everyone gets the true knowledge instead of my interpretation, which could be wrong also. So I think uh, um, based on the feedback I received, um, we uh, already covered uh, Doha number one, two, three, four, and four, I think, up to four uh, from fifth mandal and fifth chapter. Uh, today, we will be doing this Doha uh, number five. So I would request, uh, you know, someone to read this Doha and the Bhasya, but I would also at the same time request those people should come forward um, you know who does not have much of a habit of reading doha because this is the way you will get used to it in the beginning i remember you know um, reading each word is is kind of a little bit challenging uh, because it's been a long time we 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 have read uh, you know hindi and at the same time since Doha is written in English as well, so those non-Hindi speaker can also come forward and uh, you know read Doha at least. You know that way um, we will feel that okay, at least it is helping you some at some extent. So please unmute yourself and uh, read Doha. If you can just read only Doha, that is also fine. If you can read Bhasya 2, then that would be bonus. So who is willing to come forward? This is also a seva. So I hope uh, everybody should be willing to do seva. Um, uh, but anyway, I, I just wanted to see who, who comes forward. Any takers? भाष्य मैं और मेरा अपना ममत्व अभिमान इन दोनों को छोड़कर सदगुरु से संबंध करें एक साथ आप और गुरु नहीं रह सकते इसीलिए जीवन में एक गुरु और उनका ज्ञान ही सदैव जागृत रहे Thank you, Monica ji. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, you know, as Doha says, Aapa Aap Mitayakar Sadguru Saranahilag. And uh, in Bhasha, for that line, Swami ji is saying, Main aur mera apna mamatva abhiman in dono ko chholakar Sadguru se sambandh karein. So what Swamiji is saying that 
and and again i would try to you know uh, constrain myself uh, uh, with the meaning of this doha only uh, not trying to go beyond that um, but i'll just give one example you know what what swamiji is trying to say that when you are trying to make a connection with the sadguru then uh, connection means like you no know, kind of surrendering also um, when you're trying to surrender yourself to the holy feet of sadguru dev then we need to dilute our own ego our own existence okay um so in in a, in another way uh, i would say that uh, when someone is not connected with the sadguru consider it as if you are looking for admission to a university so when you are looking for admission in an university normally what you do you try to put application at least here in in us you you apply for certain university right you apply for many universities and before that you also try to get information about that university about the course that they offer about the teacher about the faculty so many things we try to understand and then we decide that okay i think this is a good college and uh, i should take admission here once you decided that okay this is the college that i need to go then you know in 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 the benefit of the student it is recommended that once you take admission to any university it is better to stick to that university it is better to focus more on the knowledge and uh, not going and discussing about any other university because you have passed that phase you have already gone through all such uh, you know facts and then based on that you decided that you have to go to this college and then you move on so it's more of moving forward than moving backward so we move forward and then enroll our, ourselves and start you know focusing on the study focusing on the subject so uh, in a similar way here also what swami ji is saying that once you start making connection to sadguru then at that point of time we should you know erase our all ego our existence you know and so it is a process i would say it is a journey rather from a common man to becoming a disciple from an aspirant you know uh, for a college to becoming a, a student so it's the same way here also it's a process that from a how a common man can become a disciple of sadguru so this is a process the the only i would say a challenge in this journey and the analogy that i gave is that you know when you take admission you know that okay you have taken admission in a college and then you start attending the classes 
and uh, you know all the assignments that is given by uh, the professor the teacher you start working on it so you you kind of day by day you are improving yourself uh, here in in this spiritual journey um, there is no such uh, forum where you know somebody will come and tell you it is it is kind of a self analysis that we need to know uh, are we still in uh, kind of a phase where we still want to take admission or we already took admission we already accepted this university and uh, you know going forward with making a connection with sadguru so you know, this this doha basically says that okay once you make a connection then it's all guru only one guru and their knowledge that's it there is there is no place for any other knowledge there is no place for any other uh, you know professor any other teacher so so that is what a, a transition that we have to go through um so this is what swami ji is trying to convey the message to through this doha now i would i would i would open this forum again um for everyone to just uh, you know ask a question or anything that you did not understand related to this doha um please come forward ask the questions or if you have your own thought that okay no i think this doha is trying to convey you know something more also or something different please come forward and share your thoughts anyone wants to share anything okay uh, i hope everyone understood um yeah monica ji no lal mani ji yes <clears throat> uh i think this doha is definitely um very well placed uh, in in fact yes after discussion of uh, yesterday's doha so um i am just trying to understand the second line <clears throat> the first part of the second line ek sang guru aap nahi so if you can uh... yeah so ek sang so that means uh, uh, together you know guru and aap so there is a no place of a guru uh, and aap is basically your i'm ego. sorry uh, go ahead nilalmani ji i think i got disconnected aapko uh, yeah i think uh, i conveyed uh, second sentence ka first part yes uh, what exactly that means yeah yeah so basically ek sang guru aap nahi so it is saying that uh, there are two entity guru and aap aap means uh, our ego myself right so ego and guru both together cannot stay okay they cannot coexist 
so our ego and guru cannot coexist either there is a place of ego or there is a place of guru if there is ego then there is no guru if there is guru then there is no place of ego so we always should try to you know kind of uh, you know understand that whatever situation we are in try to understand whether it is guru the i mean who exists there is it's a guru or it is my ego myself my knowledge so whenever it says my you know um, then there is no place for guru and if there is no place for guru then there is no point i mean uh, we can't think of progressing ourselves in a spiritual journey so you know i i maybe okay let me tell you one one um, uh, example actually one sansmaran which i think i shared a uh, um, long time back also so um there is a um, um i think it, this is incident happened in delhi ashram so in delhi ashram there was one guy who was very rich uh, you know who visited uh, uh, delhi ashram and that time swami ji was not there uh, he was i think supposed to come in a few days but uh, you know that rich person when he um, arrived to delhi ashram then um, uh you know normally when you when you go to any ashram uh, of course not everything will be you know as as per your expectation you know there might be some delay there might be some mismanagement so something of a similar sort happened with him um and uh, you know he started a kind of uh, scolding um, the people over there all the sevak gan that uh, you guys are you know um, completely mismanaging everything uh, not uh, treating uh, you know people coming to this ashram well um, this is not uh, what sadguru dev would love to hear but uh, i'm going to complain to swami ji about you guys you know um, like tomorrow i have to leave for uh, you know some some other place and uh, you know uh, you you guys have not arranged for my my trip my travel so um, so he kind of started saying that you know i will complain directly to swami ji i i i can directly complain so listening to that um, everybody kind of got scared also that you know if the complaint goes to swami ji then of course uh, you know everybody would be <laughs> at least they they'll not have a good feeling right so um so then they decided that it was kind of um, already late evening and um, they were saying that okay don't worry sir you know uh, we will buy a train ticket uh, next day uh, if we could not arrange that's okay but we will buy a train ticket for uh, you know uh, we'll go in in india those who who are aware they know that there is a tatkal seva so you can go to the uh, train station and uh, just before the train departs you can buy the ticket you know if there are any vacant seat 
you can buy the ticket and get the um, basically seat also in the train. So you, you get the ticket with the seat. But um, you know, for that you have to uh, like you know, go early in the morning, like maybe around uh, four o'clock, five o'clock morning. Uh, and also those tickets are uh, very limited, maybe five, six tickets, or depending on normally, you know, uh, the availability. Um, normally it is not that many, right? So maybe four or five tickets would be there. So if you are standing in the line way behind, then, uh, you know, there is very less chances that you'll get those tickets. So uh, now because this rich man, you know, started complaining, so... You know, a lot of people started thinking that, okay, you know, let's uh, go tomorrow morning, uh, early morning we'll go. If counter opens at five o'clock, maybe we'll go uh, four o'clock itself and um, stand in the line. And then, you know, um, we'll buy the ticket for this gentleman. And then, you know, uh, all the issues would be resolved. So at least we'll do some some help to him. Um, that's what they decided, but in the um, one of them, one of the sisters, uh, he, he decided that no, I think going morning would still be a risk. What if we stand in the line little behind and the ticket is all sold out? What would happen? So he decided to go in the night itself. So he actually... Um, went to the train station in the night itself so whatever the time would be maybe say 10 o'clock night and from 10 o'clock night till the counter opens which normally four or five o'clock morning he was standing there there is no place for sitting so normally you have to stand so he was standing there whole night okay because he want he he wanted to make sure that uh, this gentleman does not get chance to complain to Swamiji because going complain to Swamiji is complaining Vihangam Yoga and complaining Vihangam Yoga is not good for all the Sishya. So we all should work hard to you know not have any complaint. So that's where uh, you know he decided you know it is from like whatever effort he has to make. It will be from his side, but he will go in the night itself. So he went in the night. He, he stood there for hours just to get the ticket for that gentleman. And um, so, so of course, because he went uh, in the night, so he was number one in the in the line, first person in the line. So when the counter opened, he just bought the ticket and, you know, then came back to ashram and gave the ticket to the gentleman. So that person can peacefully, you know, uh, go for the next place. So after he departed, right, then uh, Swamiji came uh, the next day or maybe a few days later. When Swamiji came, um, you know, Swamiji knows everything, right? So Swamiji came and then uh, uh, everybody was sitting there, um, kind of a, a satsang. And uh, then... Uh, um swamiji said that uh, have you heard about uh, 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 a sisha aruni so i don't know if if you have heard about aruni was a sisha a disciple long back uh, you know um, he was living in gurukul 
so there was a you know great story about him so um on that you know everybody knew what is the story but the same gentleman what he said he said swami ji aap bataiye kaun the wo so remember that you know everybody knew the story even that person also knew the story who aruni was but still he kind of diluted himself his knowledge his ego and asked swami ji to narrate that story then of course you know swami ji narrated the story and then uh, finally swami ji told also that okay today or, or, or you know that that day you are my aruni so aruni was a you know ideal disciple so he kind of uh, gave that name to the same person who went to the train station and stay, stood there you know a uh, whole night just to buy one ticket for somebody else so um you know this sansman basically tells how that even though someone has knowledge about it but when somebody else is sharing the knowledge he kind of kept his mouth shut and rather he offered others to speak about it so that is what basically um this says that ek sang guru aap nahi when there is a guru then there is no you there is no me we should we should just assume that you know i have zero knowledge i i have nothing to you know be proud of uh, no ego nothing it's just guru if guru says go left i will go left if guru says go right i'll go right if guru says okay you know turn on the light turn off the light whatever he says i will just obey the command that's it that is what it says that ek sang guru aap nahi and ek ek gyan guru jag that means there is only one guru and there is only one his knowledge that is all basically that governs our life as a disciple we don't uh, uh, i we respect everybody uh, i'm not saying that we are denying or we are kind of uh, rejecting something but it is just uh, we believe on that guru and his knowledge that's it uh, even if uh, you know um, somebody comes who is maybe guru of my guru still my full faith is on my guru only so uh, you must have heard about uh, um, sant anubhavanand ji also right sant anubhavanand ji he was practicing uh, fourth level of vihangam yoga meditation uh, during the time of sadguru sadafal dev ji maharaj now one day he was uh, um, you know in one of the ashram uh, i think he was, that ashram was being constructed so he was just uh, you know um uh, i think uh, he was just uh, safeguarding that ashram he was staying there um, or or some something happened i don't remember exactly the situation but you know uh, that late night actually you know uh, one um, one saint appeared you know um, kind of uh, little away from him okay and uh, two people appeared and uh, you know then one one was sevak and one was kind of a guru so the sevak came to him sant anubhavanand ji 
and said that uh, Sadhguru Kabir Sahib has come to bless you with the fifth level of meditation. You are now eligible to learn the fifth level of meditation. And uh, he has come to you. Please come and uh, no, get the knowledge, get the get it, get in yourself initiated into fifth level of Vihangam Yoga meditation. So hearing that, he, with folded hand, he requested to the sevak that uh, you know please convey my uh, you know um, charan spurs to to the master, but uh, um, you know I have full faith, full confidence in my guru that my guru is purna guru he is sarva samarth guru he is a, a complete guru uh, and uh, i have full confidence in him so um, with respect i mean with respect i would deny this initiation uh, i would get initiated only with my own guru so now imagine that you know uh, Sant Kabir Sahab appeared in front of him, but he himself still said, no, I, for me, my guru is Sadafal Devji Maharaj. So if he wants, I can go to the next level. If he doesn't want, I'll stay here. I'm happy either way. But even if somebody else is offering me, whether it is guru of my guru, I would not accept that offer. For me, he is the only guru for me. That's it. So, so, so that is was that that was the you know level of surrender of Sant Anubhavanandji, you know uh, about which Swamiji even today talk about you know Sant Anubhavanandji was so and so and we have heard so many sansmaran related to him. So this is what this uh, uh, basically Doha is trying to convey that. Guru is kind of non-replaceable guru. Once you accept that he's my guru, then you know we should not have any alternative. If you still have any alternative, that means we have not gone into uh, you know, that level. We, we are not yet you know um, connected with the Sadguru. Because if Sadguru is complete, then nobody else is needed. Um, we totally understand others have uh, knowledge, jnana, everything would be there, but our level of surrender is not complete if we are going anywhere else. So this is what I feel is the meaning of this Doha. Any comments, feedback, thoughts? Jaisa this is Vijay here. Yeah, just one uh, line here that the only reason Guru test our uh, Guru Mukhi Vritti is not to disrespect anybody else, but Guru Mukhi Vritti means that are you ready to do what Guru instructs in those uh, phases in meditation when uh, all that can make your progress possible is your complete surrender to guru so that very briti you know that very 
attribute in the soul is essential. It is a prerequisite to make a progress after a certain stage in meditation journey. So when Swamiji writes this Doha in Swarved, he is describing for those seekers who are very serious in spiritual progress. If we are really very serious in spiritual progress, then this is one parameter, one attribute, which is the prerequisite. You cannot escape it and still progress uh, beyond certain limit. It is not possible without this Guru Mukhi Vritti. So Swamiji is saying, if you are a, a true devotee of Almighty, and if you really want to get Almighty, then you have to first surrender 100% to the messenger of Almighty, and that is Sadguru. So when we surrender to Sad, Sadguru 100%, Sadguru will test it. That are you really 100% surrendered to me? And for testing, he may ask you to do certain things where you, if you apply your own, um, or if you have any figment of conflict within yourself about this guru and that guru, then you will anyway shake at that moment. But if you are like Yoganandji, uh, about whom Lal Maniji was just describing. Yoganandji was the greatest ideal disciple. If Swamiji will say it is day even though it is night, he will say yes. If Swamiji say it is night even if it is day, Yoganandji will say yes. It is like that because for him, Guru's word is the ultimate truth, no matter what his intellect says. So it was like that. And once we find the true master, it is said that the Guru karo das pacha jab the Guru mile nasacha. Till we find the ultimate Guru, we definitely, you know, look around and make sure that we have found a Guru who is complete now. Once we are assured that this Guru is complete, then only thing remains is to develop Guru Mukhi Vritti. So Guru Mukhi Vritti is definitely the minimum prerequisite for progressing or transitioning from Jada to Chetan. And Sadguru, when we say Sadguru, Sadguru is a guru of entities which are conscious. It is not just limited to teaching you how you behave in this Jada Sansar. But Sadguru truly means one who can raise you above these jada sansar. Bhule huye jag jeev ko nij ghar de pahunchai. Sat pat par darshak rahe Sadguru dev kahai. Sadguru is the one who paved the way from jada sansar to the conscious immortal zone of you know, liberation or ultimate devotion. So for that to happen, the minimum prerequisite is to develop this Guru Mukhi Vritti and go away from Manamukhi Vritti. So when you read these Dohas in Swarved, please don't start thinking from the intellectual plane that 
what is this? Can I not just, uh, you know, uh, have somebody else in my mind? What is this? Is this just about, I mean, you start doing all this only when your spiritual seeking is at low level. But when your spiritual seeking is of the ultimate, then you'll appreciate all these dohas. And this also glorifies that the Swarved is not about just the ordinary spiritual life. Swarved is about the ultimate spiritual life. If you really want to gain the complete wisdom of all the entities that exist in this world, then the Swarved is the guide for you. Whatever Swarved says, it is about taking you to the complete wisdom of Brahmavidya. So if you take, keep that reference in your mind, that Swarved is about the ultimate journey. And so it says that after you find the true master, then you need to develop a Guru Mukhi Vritti. And so you have to make yourself zero in front of the Guru. And when you are zero, then whatever Guru says is everything for you. And then there is no even conflict within you because you anyway don't bring yourself in front of Guru. It is Guru, 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 and Guru only for everything that you want to do. So automatically, May is gone. There is no conflict. There is no thinking about anything else. For you, the Guru is the Guru. For you, the Guru is the Almighty. For you, Guru is your mother. For you, the Guru is your father. It is like that. When you get into Guru Mukhi stage, then you are ready for the ultimate journey and transitioning from Jad to Chetan. And, and there are various stages in Vihangam Yoga meditation itself where all this Vritti will start changing. And suddenly you will be Guru Mukhi when a certain stage of purification is crossed. You will automatically automatically become Guru Mukhi because Guru Abha will surround you. And then everything, in everything, you will have a sense of Guru as if Guru is with me. Guru is with me in everything. When you start getting that Abha, you know, that um, protection around you as if for everything. In fact, before you initiate any work, you will automatically, your heart will say that, let me remember Guru before I do that. That means now you are getting Guru Mukhi. And that is what is needed for the ultimate progress in behind of you. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Ji, thank you very much, uh, Vijay Ji, uh, Lalmani Ji and Monica Ji for uh, Monica ji for bringing that question and this uh, enlightening discussion and uh, I would like to request again if there is any other question or somebody would like to share their understanding or thoughts <clears throat> on this Doha uh, please come forward Uh, Jai Sadhguru Dev. Good morning, everyone. This is Ranjan. Jai Sadhguru Dev. Thank you so much for the clarifications and, you know, 
a beautiful uh, explanation. The only question I had here was um, uh, ego for sure. Like uh, if, if, if there's an ego in one's mind, there's no place for divinity. And the way I see a Sadhguru is, is the Paramatma itself. And, uh, um, and, and probably there's no distinction, um, very little distinction between Paramatma and the Sadhguru. And, um, and of course, the Sadhguru uh, of our times is who we worship. And uh, there have been so many in the past, like Kabir and so on. Um, and um, uh, so I think it's very consistent um, to be able to, because that it's, it's all about channeling the energy, even though there are many uh, tributaries out of the Paramatma. There may be many mediums, many sources who are all in, in touch with the divine. And, um, but it's about channeling our mental energy, like the example that we had talked about yesterday, which is um, when you channel the energy of the water vapor, you can actually push a piston in a steam engine. And that's the, I think, that's why uh, looks like, uh, uh, you know, this Doha is depicting, like Lal Maniji and Bajaji is explaining, that it is a beautiful thing for, a lightning speed progression in that direction so that the mind can be channeled into one Sadhguru devotion. So it's much easier to actually really devote. And, and that's why we do the, um, uh, while putting an image of the Sadhguru um, so that it can become a very much ekagrit. So, um, so yeah, so thank you for that clarity. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Niranjanji, for your uh, for sharing your thoughts. I would like to again request um, if anyone would like to share their thoughts, understanding of the Doha, or if you have any questions, please come forward. Or if someone has joined the satsang for the first time, uh, they are welcome to introduce themselves and share with us how they got to know about uh, Vihangam Yoga. Or um, if someone has a sansmaran related to the Doha that we have discussed today, uh, you could also share that. Yeah, in the meantime, I just wanted to just uh, share maybe just one or two more lines. Uh, first of all, um, thank you, Vijayji, for correcting me. So the, that Sansman was related to Yoga Nanji, not Anubhava Nanji. Um, second thing, I think, uh, you know, what we have uh, you know, understood this Doha, if you try to see the spiritual journey that we start and where we end, uh, at the end, you know, uh, what Swamiji gave example of like one, once you put iron ball into the fire, 
then iron ball acquires all the properties of the fire and you know kind of uh, it becomes the fire right so uh, again at that stage also i think uh, it's very similar thing happened that apa apa mitaikar so basically at that stage also you know um iron loses its own identity at that point i think a similar thing we are uh, trying is a, 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 at initial phase also of this journey that uh, uh, you know how we lose our own identity and have the identity of a sadguru only so kind of a, it's it's a practice that you know we we do it here and then eventually at the um, almost at the end of the this journey we we do the same um, you know so it's kind of a i would say um, another way of uh, saying why this is important if you have done this before then it is easier to do at that point and you know not have aham brahmasmi ego so there also it's the same thing right so it is it is very much i think uh, a similar situation there as well So the self-ego, all these things comes only after third stage or because I'm a beginner, I don't have that kind of ego. I'm trying to develop the faith and belief of Sadhguru um, Ji. I know he's my guru, but like 100% surrender. I don't know whether I am there because I'm still praying to other god and goddesses. Um, yeah, you know, I'm in the stage of progressing and improving my belief. So here it talks about the ego. So the ego comes only after the third or fourth stage, right? Because they have more siddhis, right? Um, not, not really. Actually, ego, um, ego is very, very, uh, you know, um, I would say very subtle thing. And uh, all of us has ego. Uh, ego has a multiple form. Someone has ego of wealth. Someone might have ego of uh, wisdom. Someone might have ego of uh, look, appearance. So ego, uh, ego can be of a different form. And I, I would say that, uh, you know, um, wherever we are, I think ego, um, we all of us have it. And that's where we need to judge ourselves you know what kind of ego that i have because uh, eventually all that ego will somehow will uh, restrict our journey um, yes lalmaniji i'm asking about the spiritual ego he's talking about self respect i'm just picking just one that one english word that's on top of the um, doga so the self respect of the a devotee or the son, uh, the person meditationer, right? That's what the Doha says, right? Correct. No, but even self-respect, see ego, uh, all the ego have a self-respect, right? Uh, so for example, uh, I'll just give you some example. Like, you know, if, if I'm a very rich person and I donate a lot of money, right? Though I say that, okay, you know, I, I really don't have any ego. I'm just donating without anything, expecting back. But somewhere in the back of our mind, you know, even as a donor, you know, even I donate, maybe sometimes I donate secretly or sometimes, you know, 
I maybe announce or whatever it is. But back of the mind, I definitely have something running in mind, which I might not have exposed to anybody. I know myself why I do that. Maybe somewhere I I am expecting some respect, some, you know, somebody. So that, you know, I, I think nobody else can tell you, um, you know, what kind of ego one has. We have to judge ourselves. But uh, all of them have some self-respect, whether even if I, I say I'm very knowledgeable, I have, you know, a lot of knowledge. I know so many things. When I start pitching into any discussion, somewhere in the back of my mind, I again want to gain that respect that, okay, people should know that I'm knowledgeable. Okay. So, so it's some, some kind of, you know, ego, we, we have ego is like, okay, when you put I in the center, okay, the, the moment you put I in the center that, okay, I do this, I know this, I have done this, that all is different forms of ego. And all that form here is, is, you know, indicated by self-respect that, okay, you know, uh, any kind of ego will eventually uh, kind of, uh, lead you or kind of obstruct you in the journey um, the the thing is that okay we have to identify and slowly slowly we have to you know uh, go away from it and I, i'm 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 saying that because i myself uh, literally i have so many egos which somewhere you know you might have seen somewhere i i might have i might have been able to hide it uh, from uh, uh, other people but ego still lies so it's it's a kind of a i would say journey it's a progress that uh, you know i'm trying to somehow get rid of it but uh, it, it's not easy also at the same time jessica dave i have two cents to throw in here um from this particular doha it easily translates to me to an understanding of something from Western culture, which is called ego death. And it's not so much that your ego is dropped out. It's the ability to be self-aware of the things that are egotistical. They aren't the stereotypical egotistical, like not people that are flashy with money, but at the same time, certain self-centered actions that we take, like things that we buy for ourselves that have no other purpose, but to satisfy um, like monetary or physical, like once and everything is the same as ego. It's, it's one and the same, but in, in the idea of ego death, you're able to step back and realize that that's not just an everyday, you know, something that you need. It's ego. It's, it's, um, and I mean, I feel as though to a certain extent, I've even experienced ego death, but at the same time, I can step back and see the things that I buy or the things that I wear or the things that I say or believe in as egotistical, but at least at the very, very least I can stand back and look at it. And also this Doha kind of pretty much in very, very few words puts together that the ultimate goal is for your thinking to be the same as Guruji's thinking. And thoughts, emotions, everything to be aligned perfectly together. Like somebody else said, like guru says it's nighttime. It's nighttime. Even if it's daytime, it's nighttime. It's, it's having that same oneness. And it, that's, 
you know, like that's for me, I mean, that's a very serious personal goal, but living in the material world, it's kind of hard because on a day-to-day basis, you got to pump gas, you got to feed yourself, you got to do this, you got to do that. But at the end of the day, when you choose in your personal free time to devote yourself to knowledge and, and, um, spirituality and what you believe in, you're getting closer to the goal of reaching what is mentioned in this, um, in this Doha. And that's, that's really what I get from it. I mean, it's very simple. Um, your goal, if, if liberation from material is your goal, then this is the absolute and very short words, exactly how to get there. And that's, that's my interpretation of the Doha. Thank you. Thank you, Dave G, uh, for your um, sharing your thoughts, and thank you, Lalmani Ji, and also Chitralekha Ji for your question. Um, I would also like to add here that it's said that ego is mostly at the root of all vices. So, for example, if you get angry and you do an analysis, like Dave G said, said step back and look at what caused it. So deep inside, you'll find that it is ego at the root of certain behaviors that are not acceptable. So you might think that your uh, point of view was not considered or the decision that was taken was not according to your liking. That's why you may have got angry. So, or if you're... uh, certain times when you know your kids reply back to you and you want something for their best you have the best intentions but they don't uh, agree to you totally so the frustration that is caused from that is also a form of ego because you think you are their parent and they should listen to what you are saying so in that sense ego is considered to be the most complicated and uh, very hard to uh, achieve, as in overcome. And it is this ego that is also the cause of the downfall of the soul. When the soul, uh, in the midst of all that bliss, it somehow, due to lack of knowledge, gets an impression that it's all bliss of the soul that's where the downfall starts. So you can leave behind the gross, the materialistic uh, perspectives on this journey. But it's said that it's ego that you will find most difficult to overcome. And that's what uh, is following you, uh, is following the disciple in the higher stages of uh, progress. So they might get this ego from the more power and experience um, they are able to achieve in this journey. It might come at that time. It may not be at this time, that form of ego. Um, So like Dave Ji mentioned that the idea is, and our goal, ultimate goal should be to have the same thinking, to inculcate the same thinking as the guru's thinking and um, follow guru and be one with the guru. So that was my understanding. And if I have made any mistakes, uh, please uh, 
share your thoughts or correct me. And again, I would like to say that um, the floor is open. If you have to share any more thoughts or if you have questions, uh, please come forward. I just wanted to share one last thing. I was going to type it, but I figure I might as well just say it. Um, on the on the thought of ego death or somewhat conquering your ego in any way, shape, or form, the first thing that happened for me when I was able to start stepping back and seeing where um, selfishness and egotism is connected to things, the first thing that went in my life is I stopped envying people. And a jealousy and envy just doesn't exist anymore after you realize. Because say a coworker buys a nice new flashy car, most people's natural reaction is, well, I wish I had that car. But I don't have them feelings anymore. They they went out like two, three years ago. I don't I don't look at other things that people have and want them just because they have them. Like I want only things and and, and different ideas that are a hundred percent my own because um I'm just not persuaded with jealousy and envy anymore. And then once you get past that, you, you start it can be frustrating to be around people that are a hundred percent motivated by jealousy and envy. You know, it just doesn't make sense anymore, but that's, I, that's just thoughts in my head. That's thank you for letting me share that. Thank you, Dave G. I would like to add one comment. Uh, this is Niranjan. Um, you know, the uh, Sanskrit word for ego that I believe is referring to this Doha is the Ahamkar, which is the uh, identity which every person carries for themselves. And that's why it is very subtle. The identity as subtle as self being a father, a brother, a son, or a daughter, even within a family, we carry that identity because we protect our family, but we care less about just the next door person or a homeless person. So, um, you know, in the Gurukula system, based on what I have researched, is uh, they used to start the chanting every morning by saying Aham Brahmasmi. There's no knowledge unless those people identify themselves with cosmic existence. So first they had to dissolve that they have come into the Gurukul from a kingdom or from a, a wealthy family or a poor family or whatnot, a Kshatriya family. So they had to dissolve that identification. They would start the schooling or the learning uh, by chanting Aham Brahmasmi. But remember, the same Aham Brahmasmi at a very advanced level of a Hans Deha can become a negative thing. Because once that spiritual level is attained, then Aham Brahmasmi feeling, it, it just it starts uh, uh, Suruti uh, to bring you down, basically. So uh, it's like a double-edged sword. And I think Ahamkar is very much connected to what Devji was also saying, and I think you were also saying earlier, is if there's no loving, seeing every human being, every life as part of oneself, there's no, that it's very, very hard to eradicate Ahamkar. And when that happens, then pretty much all the uh, vrittis in the mind about co-worker getting promoted, a co-worker or somebody else getting bigger house. All of those things don't bother them anymore. Because for those people, the only two things matter is 
either other person is a source of inspiration or they have compassion for them actually. And then I think it is possible to overcome such a subtle and most difficult part of the uh, progression of purification of mind and heart. So just wanted to uh, share that thought. Thank you. Thank you, Niranjanji, for sharing your thoughts. I would like to ask if there is any other question related to this Doha or someone would like to share their thoughts, more understanding, you're welcome. Please come forward. Otherwise, we will move to the next phase of today's satsang. Okay, so uh, let's move to the next phase of today's satsang. I'll share my screen. We would like to inform everyone about an initiative Navy has started called Warrior of the Week. We all know the best time to meditate is Brahmamurt between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m., but most of us fail to do so. To encourage this, Navy started this initiative where participants who have joined the WhatsApp group called Brahmamurt Warrior practice Brahmamurt meditation on their own and then report the status as done. There is no session to join. Once you are done with the meditation, you can send the status on the group as done. So every week during the satsang, we announce the warriors of the week. So warriors of the week of this week are, and these are those disciples who have done meditation in Brahmamut every single day of the week. Warriors of this week are Surya Alam Rajuji, Tajinderji, Sri Rangji, Bhagwati Patelji and Yogesh Sirsagarji. Congratulations to the warriors and thank you for being a constant source of motivation. Next, inductees of the week are those disciples who have done meditation for at least one day during the week or most days of the week. Inductees of this week are Mayuri Krishnanji, Tanujaji, Amit Talekarji, Mayaji, Monikaji, and Prachi Shirsagarji. Congratulations to the inductees and thank you for inspiring us with your sincere efforts. If any one of you is interested to join the WhatsApp group for Brahmamurt Warriors, please let us know and we can add you. We have now reached the last phase of today's satsang. In this phase, 
we chant the short version of vandana aarti and shanti part vandana is the prayer through which we seek blessings of the sadguru we request well being of health wealth and seek his blessings for spiritual knowledge i would request dev ji to sing the last few lines of vandana over to you dev ji vandana prabhu kalpa santasamaj utam sarva dharma chaya hain jimi naja asri di sindhu ki hain vishwa phashamaya kaya hain prabhu sacha santasamaj tara Aparaksha ki jiye Jana sadafala jana bhakti Kridi dini dini ki jiye Thank you, Dev Ji. Aarti is the prayer offered to the Sadguru. Here we acknowledge the power of Almighty and pray that all disciples experience eternal joy, love, and freedom from worries under His holy guidance. I request everyone to stand up for the Arti, and I request Dave Ji to sing the last few lines of Arti. Arti. Guru Mirati Gati Kajanama Sveka Sivaka Nayana Chakur Palaka Palaka Nirata Rahe Guru Mirati Kior Shwait Shwait Mai Shwait Ahe Shwait Shwait Mai Shwait Tina Pada Amriti Bara Shweta Mahamara Shweta Ashta Chakra Sabasunya Para Dora Atara Kipa Tahasa Dafa Gara Kia Bulipada Sansar. Thank you. Thank you, Dave G. I would request everyone to please sit down for the Shanti part. The final prayer is Shanti part. In the Shanti part, we chant for peace for everyone who exists in this universe. May Sadguru Dev bless the entire cosmos with peace, love, and prosperity. I request Dev Ji to recite the last few lines of Shanti part. Shantipat <clears throat> He Prabhu Shanti Sarupo Shanti Shanti Maya Shanti 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 Jana Shanti Ho Purna Shanti Maya Shanti He Prabhu Shanti Pradhanakara Dura Sarva Shanti 
देव सदा फल शांति मया शांति शांति सुख शांति जय सदगुरुदेव भगवान की जय थैंक्स अ लॉट देव जी फॉर द वंडरफुल रिसाइटेशन ऑफ वंदना आरती एंड शांति पाठ इन सच अ सोलफुल वॉइस our today's session ends here today we learned that we have to dissolve our ego and follow the path that our swami ji gurudev has laid for us we should try to practice the preachings and the guidelines our guru has laid for us and totally surrender only then our progress on this path of spirituality will happen all our efforts should be in the direction to reflect upon the teachings of our guru imbibe them and make every effort to progress and become guru mukhi so i would like to request everyone to ponder over the topic that we have discussed today i would like to thank jessica ji lalmani ji dev ji monica ji vijay ji niranjan ji chitralekha ji niranjan kumar ji and shrirang ji for their seva in today's satsang i would like to thank all of you for joining the session and also encourage everyone to reflect upon the topic we discussed today i pray to sadguru to bless you with peace prosperity and progress see you all next sunday at 10:30 am eastern time on the same zoom meeting have a wonderful day and week ahead and jai sadguru dev Jai Sat Guru Dev thank you